And now, live from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, here's the voice of the Monarchs, Ted Alexander on the ODU Sports Radio Network. So I'm driving here to Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, Virginia for another Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union, and I couldn't get this one thought out of my mind. And this thought was this. Football is a lot like pasta primavera. Let me explain. To win a football game takes so many different things that you have to put together and hope come out right at the end. Pasta primavera. You've got the carrots and the broccoli and the peppers and the squash and the tomatoes and the zucchini and the cauliflower. Then you put the pesto in there and then you have to saute this and everything has to come together. We think that you can just order it and it shows up. You think you can just want to win and it shows up. That's not how it works. And you know what we learned last Saturday in Huntington, West Virginia? That the Monarch football team is oh so close to checking enough boxes to getting over that hump. For four quarters, they battled the best offense in Conference USA toe-to-toe, and they limited them. They had a chance to win, but they didn't have enough to get over the hump. Are we going to do that this Saturday? Well, certainly our best chance of the season is this Saturday because it's the next chance of the season. Was that with that we say hello and welcome to head coach of the ODU football team, Ricky Ron. Thanks for having me. What a football game it was. I know the result wasn't what anybody wanted, but boy, what a football game it was. Yeah, it was a great game. I mean, obviously both teams battled uh, the whole time, and uh, you know our defense, you know, stepped up and played really well. I thought I thought we played well on special teams uh, as well. Um, you know, offensively we ran the ball pretty well. Uh, which we got back to that, which is kind of our our our, uh, our hallmark. Uh, we just got to be uh, more detailed, more consistent in passing game. The game plan to shut down uh, an offense that had been high flying, to say the least, was wonderfully put together. What worked for you to slow down that thundering herd passing attack? Well, I thought it was a great game plan. I thought uh, you know Coach Siler and the staff did a great job, but really it was execution and the guys playing really really hard. Um, you know, I mentioned it before, we didn't really tackle that well in that game, but we we had so many guys around the ball, it didn't matter. Helped. And, uh, I mean, guys were flying around and making plays. And then I think the other thing we did really, really well was we played the ball in the air, uh, which was probably the best we played the ball in the air all year. Uh, made a couple plays and, and intercepted balls, but also, you know, knocked down some other ones on some, some deep shots that they took. And, uh, you know, obviously those were, those were t- huge plays in the game. Terry Jones, Corey Jackson, Sequoia McDuffie, all registered career best in tackles, with Jones having nine in the TFL, Jackson seven and a half in a tackle for loss, and McDuffie notching six, including his his first sack. Now, are these guys getting better like you've hoped and wanted and seen in practice now transferring to the game, or are this is this one-trick pony stuff? No, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know if there's a player on the team I'm more proud of than Terry Jones. I mean, that's a guy who... You know, he's just worked and worked and worked and worked. He's been one of, if not our best special teams player all year long, uh, you know, blocking punts, you know, blo- blocking really well on the kickoff return, flying down on kickoff, flying down on punt, doing all those sort of things. Uh, he got his opportunity to play in the game on defense, and, and, I mean, he didn't miss. I mean, he was he was unbelievable. He played really, really hard. Um, and, you know, I was, I was just impressed with the fact that, you know, he was able to, you know, Get in there, and, and uh, obviously Harold's been playing well for us. Uh, Harold Blackman, he got in there for Harold, and you know he did not miss a beat and, and played awesome. First time I've heard someone say he didn't miss regarding a tackler, but that is so accurate. If you're flying around, that's good to a certain extent, but if it's going to cause you to miss tackles, that's not good. What is the key to not missing? 
Well, I mean, we work on it so much, and I mean, you know, tracking the near hip. We we talk about long striding uh, as long as you can, then short stride when you get to the guy. Uh, having our hands, we, you know, the guys play a lot of video games, so we talk about having our hands on the controller, which just means to have tight hands. Uh, you see too many times in our missed tackles this week, our, our hands are way too low and our hands are wide. Uh, we need to have tighter hands, and that allows you to wrap up. It's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. We're presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union. What a show we have for you tonight. We will hear from assistant coach Leon Wright. He takes care of the cornerbacks, also defensive recruiting coordinator. Ali Jennings, the wide receiver. Our Lexus look ahead toward another tough opponent coming for homecoming on Saturday. We'll get you set up for the Monarchs in Western Kentucky. But first, this message from our title sponsor, Chartway Federal Credit Union. It's time to get in the game, Monarch fans. Coach Ricky Ronnie here letting you know you can score every day with the new ODU credit card from Chartway. Show your Monarch pride and earn points on every dollar you spend with the ODU Visa credit card from Chartway. You can redeem points for cash, travel, and more. Plus, get introductory balance transfer offers when you make the switch. Visit Chartway.com Monarchs for details or visit a Chartway branch nearest you. Chartway, official credit union of ODU Athletics. Go Monarchs! We're at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, where Thursday nights mean the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show, presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union. Let's talk about some of the penalties or the glut of penalties we had on both teams uh, at Marshall, 11 in the first quarter, 5 in the second quarter. It's hard to get a rhythm and a flow in a game when there's so much laundry flying around. James said on the sidelines, he goes, I thought Sunday was laundry day. you know, I want to take you too close to the principal's office here, but it can bog a game down, can't it? Well, I, I, I thought both teams were playing aggressive, so, you know, a lot of those penalties were warranted. I, I, I agree with that. I, I thought a, a couple of them, you know, were a little – they were probably uh, – they probably maybe need, didn't need to be called, but in the end they probably were still penalties. Um, the, the crazy part was is I thought – you know, when I went back and watched the tape on both sides of the ball, I thought there was probably five, six, seven more that should have been called. You know, so, uh, you know, both teams are flying around. I, we, we've got to work on being more disciplined and being a little bit smarter. I know that, uh, you know, uh, Coach Huff is probably saying the same thing. That, that was one of our, our huge goals is we wanted to have less penalties than them, which we did. We just didn't do it by a wide enough margin. I think we had, you know, something like 9 for 90 yards, and they had 12 for 105 or whatever it was. And, and uh, you know, we, we, there was a couple of those penalties that really, really cost us and, uh, you know, did kill our momentum, that's for sure. And to be fair, it also cost Marshall on the other side. How difficult is it to adjust to a different crew each week? I know you, uh, a call is a call in the, in the rule book, but when you get, you know, a bunch of different human beings out there from week to week, their interpretation might be a little different. Yeah, I mean, that's a great way to put it. I mean, it, the rules are the rules, and, and that's probably the thing that um, I get frustrated the most. You know, I just want I just want it called. You know, I mean, if that's the rule, call it. If it's not the rule, then don't call it. You know, I think the one thing that keeps showing up is, you know, guys getting body slammed to the ground. Um, that's what happened now five or six times this year, and, and – the one time we did it, it was a penalty. You know, so th- those sort of things get a little frustrating. Um, but I don't mind it if it's a penalty. I mean, I, I, again, I, I, want it, I want penalties called because it keeps the players safe. I, I'm all about that. But I, I, I just want it to be uh, enforced uh, across the board. 
couple of the bright spots for uh, the Monarchs, not only just the quality of the ball game, but Blake Watson, 168 yards rushing. The team had 202 on the ground. Really, that's that's not only a, a, a shout-out to, to Blake, but the offensive line in the scheme as well. Yeah, I thought the offensive line played really, really well um, in, in terms of, you know, their, especially in the run game. I thought there were some huge holes. Um, we've got to continue to work on, you know, making some guys miss there at the, at the really the third level. Uh, so that we can take some of those runs all the way to the house because we certainly have that ability and uh, we need to capitalize on, on some of those things. And, and some of that's, you know, downfield blocking. Some of it's uh, being able to carry out our fakes at the quarterback position. I mean, it all works together. We talked about this, or you talked about it at the press conference on Monday. You mentioned emotional fatigue, perhaps, for the, the defense on a couple of plays in the fourth quarter down the stretch. Explain what you mean by that. Well, I mean, I... I I mean, I just thought they were fatigued in general, and I thought some of it was emotional fatigue just because, you know, they were they were playing so hard the whole game, and they had to play with such energy and emotion the whole game to contain that offense, which was a very good offense. Uh, that, that There were times, you know, at the end of the game where I thought that we were just barely didn't make the play, and, and I think that a little bit of that was just how much they'd played, how hard they'd played the whole time, and, 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 and being able to bounce back from, um, you know, a turnover and being able to hold them to a field goal, you know, making a turnover themselves, and then, you know, those sort of things. So, you know, that's just one of those things. That's part of the one and no mentality is not getting caught up in the emotions of the game and being able to play with energy and passion on every single play. Isn't it more exhausting to play in a game that's tight from start to finish than when you're down 20 nothing and make a comeback? I mean, I would think emotionally and physically you're locked in for every single play where perhaps in the other case where the score is a little bit different, you aren't spending that as much emotional energy. You buy any of that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's the same way. Hopefully you're, you're, you're uh, investing the same on every single play. I mean, that's the thing we're talking about is, is, is making sure that you have the emotional maturity to invest on every single play regardless of the score, regardless of, of what's going on. You know, I think the one thing that probably wasn't talked about them enough, and I mean, they tell me it was like 70-some degrees, but I mean, it felt hot. I'll tell you that much. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it was just the humidity or, or, or what it was, but I mean, it it felt hot out there now, and 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 our guys, you know, they played hard and, and uh, on every single play. We got a lot of guys playing on special teams and and, and doing those sort of things. And so I think that uh, you know, being our first day game, now we practice every day in that heat, but in being our first day game, I think that that was a little bit of a factor. But it was the same factor for them too. If you watch the end of that game, it's not like they were flying around full speed either. You know what I mean? There was there was a lot of uh, guys out there who who'd given you know everything they had. Down the stretch we go. Final minute of action. Monarchs up 13-6. to six. Uh, Marcus Haynes sack. It's second and 17 for Marshall from their own 48-yard line. What did you see on that touchdown play that they completed? Uh, I saw that they called a play that we've called probably six times this year and that we scored on when we were at Penn State together probably ten times. And he, they threw it to the guy that should never catch the ball in that coverage and uh, I actually don't think it was to him, and he caught Two it. Two guys were there, yeah, Gaines and Johnson. Yeah, yeah, he was thrown to the outside guy, and the other guy caught it, so good for them. What was good for you guys is the fact that you didn't hang your heads right there. You got the kickoff return. You got a penalty after that, and you get the ball, and here we are, 33 seconds to go. You get the ball out to the 48, a couple of pass completions, a run, gets the ball to the 41, and now it's time for armchair quarterback time. So 10 seconds to go. You've got a timeout, ball on the Marshall 41-yard line. 
you elect to let the clock go down and, and attempt a 58-yard field goal. The mindset going through all of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, there was an opportunity to get a few more yards on the play before that I wish, obviously, we would have taken. It would have got the ball out of bounds, but or, or two plays before, rather. Uh, you know, we ran the ball there and got the first down. Uh, it, we definitely couldn't spike it because if we spike it, the, the, it's going to get down to seven seconds, and then when we run the next play, the game might be over if they hold us up. Even if even with a timeout, the game might be over. What we could have done is, and what, uh, looking back, and I told the team this, I'm not I'm not one who's going to shy away from this. I'm always going to be honest with them. Is I should have ran the ball one more time right there, got us four yards closer, um, you know, and, and, and then called the timeout. I was nervous that, you know, with the clock you know, pause and then going to run. You know, we end up snapping the ball with nine seconds left. The clock starts to run, and, and then they hold them up, or we break it, <laughs> and and then it goes down. I was nervous that we wouldn't have a chance to hit it. I've seen Nick hit that kick in, in practice, um, and so I knew he, he was he was ready to make that kick, and, and uh, you know, obviously it came up just short. So hindsight being what it is in, in all aspects of life, um, it was the thing that I, I looked at after the game and know that, you know, I could have helped our team be in a better spot to win the game on that one. I love those types of answers because fans have, have a view of it and, and are, are screaming at their, their radios or whatever saying, why didn't you do this, why didn't you do this? You bring up a logical reason why you did what you did, and I'm cool with that. You know, what can you do? You know, if hindsight is twenty twenty, but with the, the place going nuts and, and no one thinking the Monarchs would get close to field goal range, uh, after the touchdown, they did, and there you go. You live and learn. Now it's off to overtime, and uh, Marshall scored quick, and then the Monarchs got the football. Six straight runs got you first down, and then uh, it was fourth and seven from the ten, incomplete pass. Uh, I think the, the armchair guy says, why six runs in a row? Yeah, I mean, uh, if you look at two of our most explosive plays of the game, they were runs on third and, uh, third and long or third and medium. Uh, so we tried to, you know, break another one of those. Um, it was very close, and uh, and looking back on it, it, it was the right play call. You know, the, the next play, um, you know, we, we, we've got to give our guy a, a chance to go make a play, I mean, and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, it, it, was, it was the right play call. We had a guy open. Uh, we had, you know, a, a chance to make a, a play. And you're not going to make all those. I, I mean, I, I don't care what quarterback you are. You know, you're not always going to, you know, you're not always going to make those throws. You're not always going to make a perfect play. The guy's not always going to catch it. I mean, that, that, that's just the way it is. So, yeah, looking back on it, could we have thrown the ball on third down? Could we have thrown it on second? I, I mean, absolutely we could have. Um, but what was working the best for us in that game was running the football, and so obviously we're going to, you know, stick with uh, what brung us. For the future, what's the headline you bring out of that game? What was the learning experience in Huntington that you'll bring to the rest of the season or this week and, and, and beyond? Well, I told uh, the three things we've got to work on is just consistency in the pass game, really on both sides of the ball. We had some drops in terms of our pass drops, like depths and, and spacing that we need to get fixed on defense. But then obviously on offense, we've got to make sure that we're uh, running routes at the right depth. We've got to make sure we're taking the right pass sets. We've got to make sure that our running back's getting out on the routes when he needs to. Uh, obviously, our quarterback with his footwork and his timing and those sort of things, we've got to be more consistent and more detail-oriented in the pass game. Um, you know, we've got to finish. I, I think that, and I don't mean just finish the game. I mean finish every play. I mean finish every block. I mean finish every tackle. Uh, you know, and we've got to just finish better across the board. And, and that was something that I definitely think that, uh, that we need to do a better job on and, and uh, that we really focused on this week. All the things you just said bring me back to the pasta primavera. There's a lot of work that goes into a successful dish here, don't you think? 
I have no idea. Uh, I've never. I in, in, uh, in, I have the only pasta primavera I've ever, uh, you know, either comes from a uh, restaurant or my wife. Um, and then if it's left over, uh, I usually have instructions on how I'm then supposed to eat that after it's left over. I literally, I, I, I think people think I'm joking when I tell them that um, my skill set is very limited. Um, <laughs> it's uh, with, you know, football and then I guess um, answering some trivia questions, uh, uh, mundane, very, very mundane trivia questions. But it, when it comes to other things, I am just not, I, I just, I lack a lot of skills. So thank God that uh, football coach is an actual op- occupation. Or what he meant to say right there is, yeah, Ted, I buy the whole pasta premium yeah. thing. There's a I lot just, of work like that goes into each in the end of store. I, I, I've ordered it. I have no idea what's in it. That's another thing. I'll order something and have no idea what's in it just because I, I love all food. So, yeah, that, it was an awesome analogy. Best one I ever heard. <laughs> A <laughs> lot of chopping people uh, on and off the floor. Here we go. It's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. We're presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union. Leon Wright is coming up. He's the defensive recruiting coordinator, also cornerbacks coach. And Ali Jennings, the wide receiver. All that. Alexis, look ahead. And we'll give away some stuff here, too, at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake with two of arguably the best trivia questions ever. But first, this message from Team Monarch partner Pepsi. Pepsi, that's what I like. Dear past, present, and future football watchers, football is back! So consider this your official excuse for always putting football watching first, courtesy of Pepsi. That haircut appointment? Seeing the in-laws for the first time in ages. It's been so long! Nope, sorry Susan, not if it's on Sunday. Long story short, after the year we've all had, we think you could use a little football watching. So crack open a Pepsi and cheer your football watching face off. With love, Pepsi. Made for football watching. (sighs) That's what I like. At Optima Health, we care for our members on and off the field, virtually from anywhere. With Optima Health's virtual consults, members can securely connect with a board-certified physician for non-emergency care or behavioral health 24-7 by phone, online, or through video chat. We offer a full suite of health and wellness tools available on a user-friendly platform powered by WebMD Health Services. So visit OptimaHealth.com to find out what our team can do for you. Offered by Optima Health Plan. If you're considering starting or finishing your degree online, ODU Online is ready to work for you. Your success is our priority, and we're ready to help you meet your goals. Whether you want to finish your bachelor's degree or graduate with your Ph.D., browse over 120 programs and find one that matches your ambitions. And count on our support from before you enroll, through graduation, and beyond. Visit online.odu.edu team and get in touch today. That's online.odu.edu team. Whether it's Monday night, Thursday night, Saturday, Sunday, or Sunday night, for all your football needs, ESPN Radio 94.1. Well, finally, we have a play. Here's Mac back to throw, going for it all down the far side. Has a man who's open pass is going to be. Where's the official signal? Touchdown, Old Dominion! It's Ollie Jennings! A double move. They did the, the comeback, the pump fake, and then they went deep. The double move, taking that herd offense inside and out. It's a touchdown pass, T.J. Mack to Ali Jennings. Welcome back to Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. Ah, the wings smell good. The beer looks good. And wherever you may be on this Thursday night, we appreciate you joining us for the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union. Nice not to be traveling this week, huh? 
How does yeah. that change your preparation? I mean, do you have to sort of make a half day out of something or anything like that? Uh, it kind of depends. Not for Marshall because it was such a short trip. You know what I mean? It, it, it's about the same um, because we do practice in the middle of the day anyway. So it doesn't change too much for us in terms of the timing. Uh, but obviously not having to get on a plane, not having to do all those sort of things on the way back obviously makes it a lot better. I will say that, that you know, you started that uh, highlight with, well, finally we have a play. Now that was a frustrating <laughs> sequence of events right there. Uh, not knowing what down it was, um, that, was uh, that was that was odd. I've never, I've never been a part of that. It's, it was nuts because you think, all right, you know, who's the parent on this field here? Where's, where's the adult in the building? And we couldn't find one. You know, the PTA thing was empty. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one was different. That one was different. Uh, so I'm glad we were able to capitalize on it. It was a, a great play call, exactly the look we thought we were going to get there, and, 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 a, and a really, really well-executed route by uh, Ali that was, that, that, and, and throw. That was, that was excellent. What do you love about practice? You know, just being out on the field, you know, being able to interact with the guys. You know, I've, I've taken a little bit uh, different role this week and, and been involved with what we call our growth squad uh, on defense and really coaching them up, um, you know, to help the offense get going. And, and I've loved it. It's been awesome. You know, I've, I've been active, had the cards back to almost being like a GA again, uh, which which is great because, you know, it really gives you a great view of everything, but you're involved, you're, you're with everybody, you're coaching guys up, you know, you're teaching them little details about the game of football and uh, making them better, and, and, and that was, uh, you know, I, I, had a great, I had a great week. It was fun. A lot of coaches in a lot of different sports say they prefer practice to the games themselves for, for reasons like you're describing. Are you in that boat? I like them all. You know, I, I have I, one of my best friends in coaching. He hates the games. I mean, absolutely hates them. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you get through the game, and he's just like, oh, he's like downtrodden and everything. He's like, I can't control anything. I don't know. I'm like, my God. Like, you know, this is, you know, you're supposed to kind of like, like the fact that, you know, this is a rare thing that you get to do, you know. I kind of like them all, you know. I mean, they're, they're all different. They're all special. Uh, everything's a, a different deal. I love being able to go to Huntington, West Virginia. I'd never been to that stadium before. I had been to that town. Uh, but I've never been to that stadium. I mean, did you get your bag? You get, get your I baggie? did. I did. I got it. Yeah. I mean, I, it, so I mean, those sort of things are. I enjoy those sort of things. I, I, I genuinely love everything about my job. I mean, I, I, I get there's you know there's some challenging days to be sure, but even those you know they have silver linings because you're able to you know there's teachable moments in there. How nice is it seeing someone get it? Seeing a player get it after they've been coached up and, and maybe made a mistake a time or two, but then they it sticks. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know last week we talked about Isaiah Spencer, um, and 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 how he the growth he's shown. You know, this week we're talking about Terry Jones and the growth he's shown. I mean, watching those guys, you know, just the growth they've had on and off the field has been one of the most satisfying things I've ever experienced. I mean, I mean, those guys are perfect examples of of why you do this. Maybe this is just old school thinking. Maybe this is just me being a bad athlete. But I was never that much into the practice, into the games more. When did that change for elite athletes where they realize that the work has to be done in practice to get better, therefore to be able to excel on game day? Because I know there are a lot of guys who say, hey, I'm a gamer, I'm a gamer. But gamers aren't gamers until they practice hard, correct? You know what? I'll give, I'll give credit where credit's due. I, I think that Coach Saban has had a huge part of that you know and and the fact that social media has has you know he you know he's got his his, his you know his 
product up there all the time, product placement up there all the time. But on, but you know, he's up there and, and talking about how important practice is and how important the process is and how important you know um, preparing and learning and doing those sort of things. And I think that that's really. Um, caught on throughout the country and, and, and we all knew it we always knew it uh, but he's been able to have a stage uh, that's he's been able to verbalize and people have been listening because of because of social media and things like that before he would say it but you know only the people in uh, Tuscaloosa would hear it you know but now the whole the whole nation gets to hear it any given day so what was the message in practice this week well obviously we talked about finishing um, you know that w- that was one of the messages um, you know I, I you know, like I t- Sunday, I, 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 we, we went over, I, I said I love the poem If. Um, Rudyard Kipling. Yeah, we went over that poem line by line, and uh, that, was, that was awesome. So that was, that was part of Sunday's meeting. Um, obviously, you know, then there's an hour and a half of football afterwards, so some of it gets drowned out. But I, I, I think that that was, that was impactful. And then, you know, Tuesday, uh, you know, we talked about some things. We talked about what we need to do to win this game, the things that are important to win this game. There's some certain stats that we've got to take care of and win in this game. Um, and then, you know, Wednesday we had some things. And today I talked about how we need to play every single game like it's your, you know, the last game you're ever going to play. Every single play like it's the last game you're ever going to play. And if it was, if you looked back at what last play was in 30 years from now, are you going to be proud of that effort? Are you going to be disappointed? And, and, and you're going to look back and say, man, I still had something in the tank, and I'll never be able to give it back out there. So, you know, that's something that – and I told them, I don't know if I look back on my last play, and I'm, I'm exactly proud of it. Um, and, and, you re- still, and you still think about it. It still kind of haunts you, doesn't it? Well, the reason I know that is I can't remember it. So if I can't remember it, it I probably wasn't – I probably it didn't do anything that uh, – I mean, it, it certainly wasn't a yeoman's effort. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I think I could have done something a little bit uh, – it's a little bit more, you know, and I know in that last game I probably could have. So I think that there are things like that that you're going to always think about, and you'd love to go out on your last play that, uh, that it, it'd be a heroic effort, even if it's just a block for a three-yard game. My last play ever, state tournament, soccer, kicked the penalty kick wide, and we lost. That sucked, <laughs> and I think about it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean – you, yours is at least memorable. Like I said, I can't remember my last it's one. It's memorable, so all right. I, 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 I'm hoping. I'm, I'm hoping it's not. You know, I, I, I hope. I hope it was a good play. Maybe. Maybe it wasn't. Who knows? You know? <laughs> it was. I, or I know it this. Wasn't. I know we got our teeth kicked in by Penn, so it probably wasn't too great of a, of a last play. I know that. It's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union and Therapy Section here uh, at uh, Wildwood <laughs> Cafe in Chesapeake. Coming up, our interview with defensive recruiting coordinator and cornerbacks coach Leon Wright. That's next, but first, this message from our host location, Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake features hot wings, cold beer, and good times. Wild Wing Cafe is a longtime supporter of Old Dominion football and is home of the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. You can't talk ODU sports without great food, and Wild Wing has it. Fabulous finger foods, superb sandwiches, wild wraps, bodacious burgers, scrumptious salads, and we cannot forget about the wings. Choose from chicken feathers, chicken fingers, chicken nuggets, and bone-in or boneless wings. The wings at Wild Wing Cafe feature 33 
freshly prepared sauces that will tantalize your taste buds time and time again. Hang out with great people and watch all the games on the TVs at Wild Wing Cafe. There's also an outdoor patio area with cornhole and more. Join the Wild Club. Download the app to unlock rewards and order fresh food. Wild Wing Cafe features dine-in, curbside pickup, and delivery options. Located in Chesapeake at 1437 Sam's Drive off Battlefield Boulevard. Wild Wing Cafe, where hospitality meets quality, craft, and creativity. We'll see you at the wing. The Lexus NX is crafted to take on the modern adventure called life. Alexa, what's the quickest route home? With Amazon Alexa compatibility and the advanced Lexus safety system, the Lexus NX is modern utility for the modern world. Because modern obstacles require modern solutions. See Priority Lexus of Newport News and Virginia Beach. Amazon Alexa and all related logos are trademarks of Amazon.com Inc. or its affiliates. Not all Amazon Alexa functionality is available for in-vehicle use. High Val Industries has been proudly serving the military and commercial customers in the Hampton Roads area for over 35 years. High Val specializes in the hydraulic and mechanical repairs on all military and commercial marine vessels. The company's ability to perform efficient, high-quality workmanship and interact as a valuable team player has earned the respect and confidence of its prime contractors, partners, and commercial customers. That's why High Val and the Monarchs are a winning combination. Come join High Val in supporting all of your ODU teams. Look them up at www.highval.com. You want the primetime games? We have them. You want the big games? We have them. You want Old Dominion football? We have it. ESPN Radio 94.1. Wells back to throw. Again looking. Gambage pass. Intercepted. R.T. Johnson across the 20 to the 25-yard line. First turnover of the game. First interception of the year for Old Dominion comes from Artarian Johnson. Wells back to throw. Down by four. Going deep down the middle. That ball is going to be picked off by Roger Cray. Second interception of the half. Second interception of the year. Welcome back to the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union. I'm Ted Alexander. Pleased to get into our Meet the Staff segment with defensive recruiting coordinator and the cornerbacks coach, Leon Wright. Coach, good to see you. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Now, a couple of picks last week. I could see you smiling from my booth. Tell me about what worked well last week for your cornerbacks. The guys just have been training hard. You know, um, we knew we needed to get some turnovers to, to help us win the game, and they've been busting their tails and doing all the little details to, to get in position to make those plays. How difficult is it? You can't press and force those things. They have to come and happen. How difficult is that from a mindset standpoint? Uh, it's very difficult. You know, um, you always – the eye control part of it is the hardest part, you know, and so – Ball goes in the air and guys want to look back and all that type of stuff. You know, you just have to be disciplined with your technique and your eye control, and, and you'll end up making the play more often than not when you do those little things. When you're looking for future Monarchs at the defensive back position, what are you looking for physically and mentally? Smart, tough, fast, physical guys. You know, um, guys that can think on the move and, and that can judge the ball in the air. You know, um, you know, just guys that, that fit our program, you know, great character. You know, we talk about our three C's, you know, and those are the guys that we want um, to be around. You had a very successful career at Duke, all ACC, 10 interceptions in your career, over 150 tackles, et cetera. How much does that help you when you're trying to coach the guys? Uh, a lot, you know, because I, I tend to put myself in their shoes a lot, um, and it correlates, you know, on the field with them when we're watching film. Um 
you know, I can they'll they'll bring back something to the sideline, and I can see exactly what they're they're talking about, and you know, we can adjust. You know, um, so being in in those positions um, actually helped me coach them better. You know, and you know that's why I wear my cleats to practice, so I can actually uh, do some things with them. And you know, sometimes I think I still got it too. You also played a lot with your heart because you aren't the biggest guy around taking on larger receivers, etc. You had to play a lot with your heart and your brain. How do you teach the guys here who not a lot of giants on this team? How do you teach them to overcome the physical and excel at the metal? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a that's a big thing. You know, um, sometimes it's hard to teach that that heart part of it, um, but when you put them in those situations to to make those plays, you know, they they typically um, respond in a positive way. You know, um, so the little guys, you just have to find the different techniques for them. You know, to be able to play bigger than they are. Um, you know, so it, it's that's my job to help them find those those different uh, techniques to to play, you know, bigger receivers. You know, so I have to help them with that and, and kind of lean on my experience. Um, and also, again, just you know, listen to some of their feedback. You know, because I'm not I'm not out there on the field with them. You know, um, so I have to be able to adjust with them as well. Talking with Leon Wright, cornerbacks coach and defensive recruiting coordinator, went to Duke, came to Old Dominion from Mercer, also stops at LSU and Princeton and places like that. What injected you with the love of coaching and the sport of football? When did it happen for you? Um, it happened actually right after I finished playing. You know, uh, my, my former DB coach, uh, just reached out and said, "Hey, I, I think you would actually like, you know, coaching." Um, I thought my mom was a, a elementary school teacher. I thought I was going to be a teacher, um, and really didn't correlate coaching and teaching until I actually jumped into it. Um, so it's been it's been a fun ride, you know. Um, I'm enjoying it. Oh, you know, so once I got into it, I just really fell in love with it, and it actually, you know, helped me see the different side of the game that, you know. Um, the part that I love the most is the relationship part, building those relationships, and when the guys actually do something that, you know, you've been coaching and preaching them to do it and they finally get it right, you know, that's the that's the best feeling in the world. And I would think the look on their faces when they realized they've gotten it right and it's all come together in terms of the learning circle. you got to love that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, and it's just a, a joy to be able to hug them and enjoy that, um, that experience together. This weekend... Western Kentucky, as potent of passing offense as there is in college football, what's the mindset going in? What are you going to try and do to try and slow these toppers down a bit? We know we have to stand tall. You know, um, they're not going. They're not going to change anything they do. Um, they run a lot of plays. You know, we got to come out and be prepared and, and be mentally and physically tough, um, and, and and win our one-on-one battles. You know, that's what it's going to come down to. Um, most of the time, that's what it always comes down to with the, with the corners, um, just playing with that chip on our shoulder and, and winning our matchups You know, when, when it's time, when the lights get bright. One of the things they've always said about defensive backs is you better have a short memory because there are going to be times when you don't go 1-0 on that play and you can't let that play affect the next play. How do you teach the guys that? You know, just the 1-0 mentality that we've been instilling into the program has been very helpful. You know, um, and just being able to show them some of the elite guys that have lost you know, and, and recovered and responded um, and knowing that it's going to happen. 
you know, and we have to be able to respond in the, in a positive way the next play. You know, we, we have to be able to um, win those battles, you know, at the heat of the moment. And, you know, if we happen to lose one, know that they're coming back to us and be prepared to win the next one. What do you do when you get away from football for a couple of minutes? What do you do to relax? Uh, right now, I'm, I have a son on the way, so it's been preparing for that right it's now. your first child? First one. Oh, here we go. Um, so it's been more preparing for him, um, trying to be around my significant other for as much as I can be, be supportive. Um, but right now, outside of football, you know, it's recruiting and my son. We appreciate the time, Leon Wright. Best of luck this weekend against Western Kentucky. Thank you. Leon Wrights, the defensive recruiting coordinator and cornerbacks coach. What makes playing DB so hard? What's the hardest thing about that position? You know, I, th- I, I think uh, just the fact that you have all that space to cover, you know, uh, I, the hardest one is when the ball's in the air, right? And, and the ball's in the air and, and you know you're right there to make the play and you've got to just stick with your technique and not panic. Uh, the great ones don't panic when the ball's in the air. You know, and I think that that's really where, where you separate um, the good DBs from the great ones is, is, is how they play and how they stay composed and, and those sort of things. When should you turn around and try and find the ball? I mean, because I know you run faster without turning your head around, but how, how, how do you teach that? Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of different techniques to do it. It kind of depends on a number, like where the route is being thrown and, and, and all those sort of things, whether you were in man or zone. Uh, whether you turned into the guy or whether you're, you're coming from his backside and, and all those sort of things. So there's no one right answer on that, you know. And, and so, you know, it's one of those it's, – it, it's a job that everybody thinks is really easy when they don't have to do it, you know. And then, <laughs> uh, you know, and then have somebody go cover somebody over 53 and a third wide and, and you know, 100 yards long, and, and it's not the easiest task in the world, especially with some of the way these guys run nowadays. I would think also play after play after play, and you're out there for, what, 70, 80 plays. Plays, uh, perhaps against the same matchup, and, and you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, and how you deal with the loss might affect the next play, et cetera. Talk about 1-0. and Well, not only that, but a lot of the time their wide receiver's getting a break, and you may not be, you know. So it's one of those things where, you know, they may throw a deep shot, and the wide receiver jogs off, and you, you're staying out there, right? And then a new guy's coming in there to run the same route against you and go after you. So, uh, yeah, there's, there, it takes conditioning. It takes mental and physical conditioning, and, and it is a very, very hard job, not to mention the fact that the rules are, are, are slanted nowadays to help the offense. So, I mean, that, that's a whole other thing. How long does it, will it take defensive-minded folks to get over that? Because that's a fact of life now, because offense puts butts in the seats allegedly. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think people are changing. If you look at the, the way college football is going this year, I mean, it is starting to change back. I mean, the defenses have taken back a lot. Um, and, and if you look at a lot of the, the big-time, uh, quote-unquote, the big-time games this year, defenses are playing really, really well. You know, so uh, I think it's one of these things that is cyclical, and it's just got to kind of everyone's, you know, the defenses catch back on to stuff, and the offenses catch back on to some new things, and it just kind of goes from there. It's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show, presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union, live Thursdays from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. Coming up, we'll hear from the other side. You heard from the defensive backside with Coach Leon right now, Ali Jennings, the wide receiver number zero. He's up next as we continue. But first, this message from T-Monarch partner Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. Atlantic Bay believes lending peace of mind goes beyond mortgages. 
Hey, Monarch fans. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group is a proud sponsor of ODU Athletics. We've made it our mission to lend peace of mind. We know that every borrower is unique, and we're dedicated to putting you first at every step of the loan process, giving you a lending hand to help you reach your home dreams. Because we're here for you whenever, wherever, however. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, LLC, NMLS number 72043. NMLSconsumeraccess.org is an equal opportunity lender. Located at 600 Lynn Haven Parkway, Suite 203, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23452. The world's best pizza, and you made it. I made it. But what if no one could taste it because they couldn't find it to order online? Sad. Very sad. Luckily, 99.9% reliability from Cox Business Internet does more than help with everyday tasks. It helps connect your business to your customers. Order up! So the world's best pizza can finally reach the world. Visit coxbusiness.com for details. All services subject to Cox Business General Terms. Domestic Fuels and Lubes is dedicated to providing their customers with the highest quality products along with fast and courteous service. They have grown over the last 35 years to be the largest locally owned and operated petroleum distributor in Southeast Virginia and Northeast North Carolina. Whether you require motor oils or lubricants for your business, pumps and tanks for your construction projects, gasoline or diesel for your fleet, serving the maritime industry or heating oil for your home, you can take comfort in knowing that they are there. Visit DomesticFuelsAndLubes.com or call 757 545 100 to get in the game with domestic your home for college football hop on the train hampton roads old dominion football espn radio 94.1 hand the ball off watson through the hole no one's there 40 35 blake watson to the 25 finally pushed out of bounds at the 13 they blitzed they sent guys into the a gaps and they missed they didn't get them, and when those linebackers blitz, there is no second level. It's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show, presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union. Time to meet one of the players, number zero. He's a wide receiver from Richmond, Ali Jennings. Good to see you, Ali. Nice to meet you. Now, you come here to Old Dominion. People think transferring is easy. It's never easy to do that type of thing from a personal, from a scholastic, from an academic, from a physical, from a football. How's it been for you? How's the ride been? Um... I feel like Old Dominion has made it as easy as possible, uh, like just trying to get me get me here as fast as possible, getting like my credits and stuff situated, and then getting me around the guys and the staff. They did a great job, I, I feel like. It would be nerve-wracking if you aren't sure if your credit's going to make it or not, and you don't know if you're really a sophomore or, or a freshman or that type of thing. It's got to drive you nuts. It's nice that they made it easier for you. Definitely. It was, it was a lot of weight off my shoulders, and uh, it just helped make the transition a lot smoother. Now... Highland Springs, what a powerhouse career you had there. Talk about uh, raining in Richmond a little bit. Uh, it was, I don't know, it was, it was, it was a good time. Um, I started off at Hermitage, and uh, we were like the rival powerhouse, and we could never really get past Highland Springs, but I, I ended up moving in the district, so I had to transfer. And I feel like it was one of the best decisions for me. They helped me get to the place I am now. So, yeah, it was, it was fun uh, playing with a lot of, talented guys that are out trying to do the same thing I'm doing some of them have uh, made it to the NFL some of them are under me uh, making plays at their schools and it just it, it was it was a, it was like the best experience for me to go there in high school and compete for a state championship which we won my senior year uh, undefeated. Undefeated, undefeated yeah 15 and 0 uh, the best Highland Springs team to come through there um, but yeah that was it was it was probably the best experience I had in high school now you come here 
and you obviously want to contribute as soon as possible, want to show that you're worth the time and the effort. Last two games, touchdown in each game. What changed or what has evolved for you when it comes to getting in, into this offense? Um, I don't say anything has changed. I just, well, yeah, preparation has changed. Uh, I've been uh, trying to lock in, push myself even more. Uh, just coming out each Tuesday, Wednesday uh, on our hardest two days of practice, giving everything I have, um, trying to push the other receivers. The other receivers have been pushing me. Um, just communicating with the quarterbacks and uh, the coaching staff on like what looks I'm getting and stuff. That's pretty much the only thing that's happening. How hard is it to not let a drop affect your next rep? Um, I don't think it's hard. Uh, the coaches uh, teach us uh, the one and no mentality. So every play we try and go one and no. So if we do lose a rep, we uh, we forget about it. We try to forget about it and just focus on the next play because we're going to get other opportunities. We just have to take advantage of them. Number zero, any significance there? Uh, I'll just say it's, uh, it's like a restart for me. Yeah, so I've always had a, a double digit um, everywhere I've been, and I just wanted to try something new. And what's what more newer than ODU at, uh, than a zero. Or a big O. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, what pros do you emulate? Who do you, who do you like watching at the wide receiver position in the NFL? Uh, I, honestly, I watch everybody. Um, actually, me and Coach Duke, we sent a I, – I even sent him to the other receivers. We sent clips of uh, a few um, social media pages and YouTube uh, accounts breaking down pretty much all of the um, NFL receivers. We had um, – I've been watching uh, cut-ups of uh, a lot of Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Mike Thomas, Keenan Allen. It, the list goes on. I try, I try and uh, – Study pretty much all of the all of the top guys. Even some of the uh, even some of the guys who haven't really made a name for themselves. It's it's just so much I can learn from the guys at the next level, and I try and keep doing it. Speaking with Ali Jennings, the wide receiver number zero. When you get off the football field and have the studies done for the time being, what do you like to do to relax? Watch movies. Yeah. What's your favorite movie? Oh, that's hard. I would say top three. That's pretty hard. I'm gonna go. Marvel, all Marvel movies. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Marvel geek. You got I, costumes anywhere? No, nah, I don't have costumes. I used, to, I used to have a, uh, it's crazy. I used to have a Batman costume, but that's DC though. But uh, that's that's different. But uh, I don't know. I might, I might be like Spider Man or something for Halloween. I don't know. <laughs> it's coming up, Ali Jennings. We appreciate the time and uh, best of luck this week against WKU. Thank you, Ali Jennings. He goes from the Marvel to the DC for the costume with a Batman type of thing. But he likes to uh, cut up all the NFL receivers. And, and we touched on the, the difficulty or the, the higher degree of difficulty for a transfer coach, Ricky Ronnie. And, and I would think, especially with the academic staff that you have, the support staff, that makes it easier, but still difficult. Yeah, I mean, he's a very good student, so that probably really helped out too. I mean, he, he's an excellent student. Um, you know, but I, I think that uh, our academic staff has made it easier for all of our transfers. I think the fact that he was from Virginia really helped out, too. I mean, he has actual family members on our team uh, and things like that, and he has guys that he, he, he really uh, has connections to and things like that. So that helped guys he played against, guys he played with. Uh, I, I think that was a major part of it um, as well. Um, he had an, a, a great connection with actually Coach Mines as well, uh, who went to Hermitage, like he said, you know, which is where he first went yep. to. So there there's some connections there that really helped us out. You know, we had uh, – 
his wide receiver coach at West Virginia, I had coached with, um, so he knew, and, and Coach Dupuis uses a lot of those te- same techniques. So I think that really helped. There's a lot of things that were going in his favor, but I think that he's really, the last couple of weeks, he has locked in more. Uh, there has been a, a more of a sense of urgency and a sense of focus that has uh, shown up on the game field. Appreciate the time with Ali Jennings, number zero, the wide receiver. Time now for our Lexus Look Ahead, brought to you by your local Lexus dealer, who invites you to test drive a luxurious Lexus today. Lexus experience, amazing. Western Kentucky comes in, averaging 40 points a game. They give up 38. They're 1-4 in four overall, 0-1 in, in Conference USA after losing a shootout to unbeaten UTSA at home last week. A win over Tennessee Martin, losses at Army against Indiana at Michigan State and UTSA. A thought or two about the Hilltoppers. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, they've had a tough schedule, you know, and Coach Helton's done a nice job, you know, with that program. They, uh, you know, I've coached against them before in the Rose Bowl, um, you know, that, so obviously we've coached against each other. But they, they, it all starts and ends with their quarterback. Their quarterback's a great player, and, and uh, you know, obviously we're biased and I'm biased that uh, Taylor Heineke is a great player. Uh, Bailey plays very similar to him. Bailey Zappi, yeah. number four. Obviously, the Washington football team quarterback number four is Taylor Heineke. But, yeah, he's he's as advertised. Yeah, I wish he wasn't as athletic as he was because <laughs> I wish he would just stand back there and get stroked, but he doesn't. Um, you know, he moves around. He's, he knows the offense. He knows how to change plays. He knows how to, you know, there's times he's calling his own plays. I mean, he does. He, he is, he is at, at, as advertised. He is a quarterback's quarterback and uh, very impressed by him. Obviously, the other guys on the team are making plays too. So it's not just him. I don't want to come across that way because I know it takes all 11. But he's really doing a nice job. Um, and then defensively, some of the numbers are a little skewed because they, you know, they're on the field so much. Yep. You know, they're scoring so quick and running so many plays uh, that they're on the field a bunch. But, uh, you know, they do a bunch of different things. Um, we've got to do a nice job of taking advantage of, of the opportunities we get and just following our rules. And then defensively, we've got, to, we've got to play our game. We can't fall into, you know, trying to play their game and do that sort of thing. We've got to do what we do. And uh, I have a lot of confidence in the players we have on our team that, that, that uh, you know, we can get in there and, and stop them. It's interesting. Their offensive uh, coordinator is Zach Kitley. He came from Houston Baptist. And along with him came Bailey Zappi, the quarterback, Jareth Stearns, the 56 reception receiver, Stearns' brother, and another folk. And that's what's turned this offense around for Western Kentucky. I mean, Zappi, 70% uh, per, uh, completion percentage, 447 yards a game. And as I mentioned, Stearns has 56 catches. So they went from uh, 0 to 60 offensively with a trip to Houston Baptist. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that program really the last few years had been built on its defense. Uh, and they still have some great defensive players. Um, but it had been built on the defense, and now it's kind of built on the offense. So uh, it is amazing what the, you know, the transfer portal can do, you know, those sort of things. Uh, but, you know, this is kind of the way college football is nowadays, and, and this is how things are going to uh, occur, especially, you know, in our league. So, you know, I think we've all got to be ready for these type of changes all the time. They get the ball out quickly. How can you defend that? What, what's the strategy to, for a two-step drop guy who gets it out of his hand within a couple of seconds? Well, I mean, obviously guys can't be too far down the field if he gets it out of his hands really, really quick. So at that point, we've got to defeat blocks and we've got to tackle. You know, those are, those are the things that are really, really important at that point. Uh, but, you know, there's other times he's holding the ball and he knows when to hold it and, and, and let his guys get down the field and attack you vertically and those sort of things. And then the other thing he does a really nice job of is uh, buying time and creating, creating, you know, kind of extended plays. 
so he does a nice job of doing that while still protecting the football, which is which is really key. Monarchs and Hilltoppers from Cornblow Field at SB Ballard Stadium Saturday afternoon. Our coverage begins with the Toyota pregame show at 2.30 live from Kauffman Mall. And then the kickoff, Old Dominion in Western Kentucky coming up 3.30 Saturday afternoon for homecoming. Coming up, our remaining moments as we'll look at the league and talk about this contest and talk about festivities for homecoming. That's after this message from T-Monarch partner, the Virginia Lottery. The Virginia Lottery, a win for education. Let's hear it for the precious metal scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Yeah, precious metal scratchers. They contain prizes ranging from... Hey, let me just mention the second chances. Sorry, it's just my last album that failed to go platinum. Here, have a platinum scratcher. (laughs) Really? Precious metal scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Loaded with prizes ranging from $5,000 to $1 million and a second chance to win over $250,000. Check out all four. For odds and more information, visit dalottery.com. Rain on Big Blue and rain on Checkered Flag. As a proud sponsor of all things Monarch Sports, Checkered Flag is bringing its A-game by offering amazing new and pre-owned vehicles that are haggle-free, commission-free, and come with a three-day money-back guarantee. With over 17 brands to choose from and a new location on the peninsula, ODU fans know they can find the perfect vehicle to show off at the next tailgate. It's a match made in heaven. ODU, where winners play, and Checkered Flag, where winners buy. Hey, Monarch fans! If your game plan for this season includes buying or selling a home, we have you covered. Howard Hanna is an official real estate partner of Old Dominion Athletics. Howard Hanna is the number one family-owned and operated real estate company in the United States with 20 offices and over 700 sales associates and employees locally. Howard Hanna delivers a winning strategy to help make your home ownership dreams a reality. Make your next move with confidence with our exclusive 100% money-back guarantee. Get in the game with Howard Hanna. We'll get you more. Your exclusive radio home for the college football playoffs and championship. ESPN Radio 94.1. Two wide receivers to each side. Wells has the football. Looking far. Now looking over the middle. Dancing. Popping up and down. Pass is going to be incomplete. Intended for Gaines. Knocked away by Johnson. Monarchs take over. A fourth down stop from that Monarch defense. They'll be put to the test this Saturday when they host Western Kentucky. Other action in Conference USA as we chat with head coach Ricky Ronnie. Coming up Friday night, North Texas hosting Marshall. The Mean Green 1-4 overall, 0-2 in the league. The Herd 3-3, 1-1. Your thoughts on that Friday tilt? Yeah, it's a, it's a quick turnaround, right, from going going uh, Saturday to Friday. So it'll be interesting to see who's got their game plan ready to go, but also who has their guys fresh. You know, having to travel from Marshall to North Texas on a quick turnaround that that, that that's a uh, that's a tough road. UAB is four and two overall, two and zero oh in Conference USA. There in Hattiesburg to take on Southern Miss, the Golden Eagles one in five, zero oh and two. That's a Saturday game. Yeah, you know UAB uh, has been playing, you know, just really really well over the last few years and uh you know this that, that's going to be a, a big opportunity for southern miss surprise of the league utsa 6-0 overall 2-0 in the league hosting rice who's 2-3 1-0 and at the alamo dome a real chance to see what kind of support the roadrunners can get because they're having a a record-setting season thus far you know they played really well last year and they've been able to you know uh continue that this year uh, they've got a great running back, but last week their quarterback played really, really well uh, and, and that sort of thing. So they, uh, they've got some size on both fronts, so that, that, that's, that's going to be tough for Rice. 
Louisiana Tech making the trip out west. The Bulldogs are 2-3, and 1-0 in the league. UTEP, 5-1, 2-0 in Conference USA. They'll play that one at the Sun Bowl Saturday night at 9. And we know all about UTEP and what a nice year they're having. They're finding ways to win games. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. I mean, uh, it doesn't always look pretty, and, and that's really how Coach Dimmel wants it. You know, and so, you know, he, he's finding ways to win games. And, and, he, you know, I told everyone before he's a great football coach and he's doing a nice job there. One of the things we need to keep in mind as we make our way through this 2021 Old Dominion football season is the fact that the opponents are doing rather well. You talk about a difficult schedule. ODU opponents heading into this weekend, 23-12 and 12 overall. And the Monarchs have uh, been a huge part of all of that. And so this weekend, it's homecoming. And I was talking to a President Hemphill earlier today about how if you're the football team, homecoming is a football game, so it's kind of normal. Or is it different? You're a football guy. How do you view home and comings? You know, I think in high school, homecoming's probably different, right? I mean, uh, you've got a dance to go to and all that sort of nonsense. And uh, somebody in a jersey is out there getting crowned homecoming king and, and all those sort of things. But in, in, honestly, in, in college, you don't really notice. The only time you notice is after the game when there's a bunch of guys back that you didn't know were going to be back. You know, and you're like, oh, man, yeah, I played with this guy, you know, and all those sort of things. So you don't really notice till after the game uh, on the homecoming front. Coach, we'll look forward to seeing you march through Kauffman Mall at 1.15 on Saturday, getting ready for the WKU Hilltoppers. Best of luck on this homecoming Saturday. Yeah, appreciate it. Looking forward to it. I mean, that's been a real uh, great addition, I think, marching through there. So looking forward to that. Kauffman Mall opens four hours before kickoff. We'll look forward to seeing you there. When it comes to homecoming festivities, it begins on Saturday with the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies, and then we're talking Monarch football, 3.30, ODU versus Western Kentucky. Our Toyota pregame show begins the coverage live from Kauffman Mall at 2.30. But that'll do it for us here at Wild Wing Cafe here this evening. We want to thank you so much for tuning in. We'll join you on Saturday. For Al Foreman and the head coach, Ricky Ronnie, I'm Ted Alexander. Good night from Wild Wing Cafe and the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union. You've been listening to the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show presented by Chartway Federal Credit Union. Chartway, the official credit union of ODU Athletics. Chartway makes your life more affordable. Special thanks to all our 12th Monarch fans for supporting tonight's show. We'd also like to thank our host location, Wild Wing Cafe, serving up hot wings, cold beer, and good times. Tonight's Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show was brought to you by Team Monarch Partners, Pepsi, the official soft drink of ODU Athletics, Pepsi, that's what I like, Cox Business. From speeds up to 100 gig to cloud collaboration tools, Cox Business offers flexible and scalable solutions to drive business success at Hampton Roads. Learn more at coxbusiness.com. The Virginia Lottery, $11 billion to Virginia's K-12 public schools since 1999. The Virginia Lottery, a win for education. ODU Online, home or away, ODU Online makes it easy to take your classes with you. Visit oduonline.edu slash team to learn more. And Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. Atlantic Bay believes lending peace of mind goes beyond mortgages. Broadcast coverage of the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show is authorized by ODU Sports Properties, a division of Playfly Sports Incorporated, and is intended solely for the private use of our audience. Any rebroadcast or other use of the accounts and descriptions without the expressed written consent of ODU Sports Properties or Old Dominion University is prohibited. 
The Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show is a presentation of ODU Sports Properties in association with ESPN Radio 94.1, your home for ODU Sports and Max Media. Follow all of your favorite Old Dominion University sports at odusports.com anytime, 24 hours a day. This is the ODU Sports Radio Network.